Hi, this is Mark Mohammedpour, and welcome to Chasing the Sun, the show designed to help you, the communicator, marketer, or public relations professional, incorporate health and wellness into your life, reduce stress, and grow in your career. I lost more than 100 pounds more than 10 years ago, and I'm proud to have kept that off ever since. And after spending my public relations career helping companies meet their objectives, I'm ready to help you, the professional, meet your objectives. Visit Chasing the Sun at ChasingTheSunPDX.com, email me at Mark at ChasingTheSunPDX.com, or reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at MarkMo, M-A-R-K-M-O-H. Let's get started and chase the sun. Hi there. So this is Mark and welcome to Chasing the Sun. This is a very special episode of Chasing the Sun. We have a very special guest, my incredible, beautiful, amazing, smart, talented wife of 11 years, Christine. (laughs) Hi, Christine. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm in the state of euphoria and everything that's, that's going on as far as launching a new company that I've never done before, but I'm really excited and it's no biggie it's, just, a, it's, just a company that just, you've investing your whole life in <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exciting it is exciting mm. and I'm really I, I'm I, I want to help our profession I want to help communicators and marketers and public relations professionals live their best life and because I feel like over the last decade I've been able to do that and that's in large part due to due to you and how we got engaged and I was 350 pounds and I needed to make a change because I didn't want to die and I needed to live for you and my friends and my family and my new family and my colleagues and um, I just love you and I'm so appreciative of everything that you've done and without you chasing the sun wouldn't be possible oh well I love you too honey I'm very excited to see see it all go we're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Ha- we're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to talk about? We got. We got some time. We have lots of things to talk about. Where should we start? Well, let's start with we. I guess I can talk a little about us. So, yeah, I think that especially in the idea of health and wellness and things like that, we. I think both come from not necessarily a genetically engineered people who are engineered to be thin waif like folk. (laughs) So I think that, you know, with our Scottish and, you know, uh, Midwestern blood, you know, I think we face challenges that a lot of people face. Sure. Um, as far as, you know, we are, um, yeah, trying to, you know, manage up a little bit. So I know that, um, I, you know, I've struggled with weight. I've struggled with, you know, self image. We've struggled with all that too. So, um, found solutions, you know, with varying levels of success over the years. But, um, in the end, I think that we're in a good place. I'm speaking for myself, I guess in a good place now. I think I'm not the thinnest I've ever been, but I'm definitely the healthiest I've been for a while. So, um, that feels really good, so it feels yeah. good to kind of talk through that. A Absolutely, bit. But, Absolutely. Um, and there's still always progress to go, but I think that part of it is being content with feeling healthy and feeling strong, even if you're not 
a size zero or right. your size is the target. I mean, we talk about it all the time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you aim for a size, you're going to be either getting there unhealthily or disappointed. Right. So. Because that's, that's, that's a different story than saying, I'm going to set a pattern of, of habits that is attainable and mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to set forth and conquer. And we talk about this a lot and you've done an incredible job of, you know, talk about going to bar class and like what that looked like. And over the last yeah. few years, you've been a part of that and that's what works for you. Yeah. So I've struggled. I've heard, it's been hard to commit to anything. I am the kind of person who hates being coached. Mm. If you coach me, then I may dig in my heels and not do what you say. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Talk to my mom about that. It started when I was <laughs> a young kid, and the more she tried to force me to stop sucking my thumb, the more that I would dig my heels in. So if you try and make me do anything, then I will do the opposite thing. You rage against the machine, for sure. That's Yes, that sounds a lot more yes. less, um, less stick in the mud than it is. Um, but... So having people yell at me to try and coach me and encourage me never worked yeah. for me. So from a like trying to do CrossFit or trying to go to a gym or even going to other bar classes um, where people would, where some instructors or someone would would tell you that you weren't doing something right to try right. and encourage you to do something yeah. right, never worked for me. All yeah. it did was discourage me or just piss me off. Right. So. Um, so but, you, but you can understand how some people like that. Yes. You know, some people want that. And, sure. But it takes realizing that you don't have to exercise in that way. Right. To be better. Right. And I think that's an important thing to acknowledge that maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, we might not have realized. Right. Because we would have realized it's kind of this drill sergeant in your face, mm-hmm. intimidation, but I'm intimidating you because I love you and I want you to be better mm-hmm. and this is the way to do it. Yeah. When in reality, there are other ways to do it. And now we have this diverse set of mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. in which we, we're able to say, okay, I can exercise, I can increase my heart rate, I can sweat, I can burn calories, but I don't have to feel defeated or in the in the arms and the path of of somebody who is acting in a way that is you know d- does not fit with my personality right right and you know it's funny because this is a recurring thing so so product placement product placement, product placement. um i um have been going to pure bar um Copyright, whatever. Um, <laughs> for about three, four years. Yep, I think maybe so. Maybe just almost four years. Yep. Um, and found that through a multiple multitude of different ways. I tried a lot of different bar classes because I, f- I realized that that's something that I could do really well. Um, but I've been to other places that just didn't quite work. And um, what is and what is bar? Bar is a. Um, it is a combination of Pilates and yoga, but with like a ballet bar. So there's some ballet principles involved in there, but it's a lot of Pilates and yoga based. Um, and what what Pure Bar has been doing is also incorporating a more Pilates based type of class, also a more um, they also have like a more cardio based class. But it's a lot of small movements, a lot of Form um, a lot, all about like posture and lengthening and um, things like that. So that's something that I think I 
kind of naturally can kind of do better. I'm not great at burpees. I'm not great at lifting who, who, weights. Who's good at burpees? No one's good at, no burpees. One's good at burpees. Everyone hates burpees. They, and and they have value. There's a reason why they exist, but they're, they're brutal, man. And they're all different. You, know, you go on yeah. the floor and your chest on the floor. I it's not. It's a whole, oh my God. We do burpees in some of our classes. So yeah. Yeah. Jill, if you're, if you're hearing this, then you know burpee Thursdays are brutal. Jill, um, what is the deal? <laughs> we got to talk about Shout out to Jill and Calla and Britt and Stephanie and all the yes. instructors at Pure Bar who are just just amazing badass women who are awesome and but Bravo. The, but the reason why I really um, fell in love with pure bar especially and this is kind of um, this rings true with a lot of people is that pure bar really centers on encouragement so it's a little psychological trick that they do but it's super effective where instead of saying come on Christine you can do better they say Christine great form. Great heel, great high right. heels, Christine. Those little things yeah. of talking about the positives you're doing right. well is way more motivating than trying to tell you that you're not raising the bar enough and doing yeah. it more. Right. To me, that is way more motivating right. than than right. the other. So that because it feels more competitive to, towards another person versus. When they're when they're saying you have good form, it's saying it's almost as if you're competing against yourself and yourself alone. And you're saying you're when you're completing your form, it's like you're you're doing what's right, and that's all that matters in the moment. Whereas if you are saying you need to do better or something like that, it's almost as if you're being compared to somebody else. That's that's how I feel when I would hear that. Right. Well, and especially for so myself coming in, so thinking, and I just talked to Stephanie, who's the owner of our, of our studio. Stephanie, about. hello, what up? Stephanie Reagan. Um, so when I started Pure Bar, so I've never been the thinnest person. So I was between 12, you know, size 12, size 14. It's kind of my sweet spot. But going in as a, you know, you see all the advertisements for these places and they're all these felt, perfectly toned, ideal women, right? Yeah. And you go in, and so I was feeling... My, my one joke going into Pure Bar when I first started was, I wore so many clothes. A lot of layers. When I started. Yeah. So many layers. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, like a sports bra, and then a tank under that, and then, a, you know, and then another tank over that, or a T-shirt, because I was so paranoid about my body shape in this group. And so when you're already coming in feeling like you are less than or not up to snuff... Having someone tell you that you're not doing well enough feels so defeating. Yeah. You're like, I know I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't look like these people. Yeah. And therefore, so anyone who's felt that way, you know, and there's a lot of us who go into these classes thinking like, I'm the biggest one here. You know, having someone tell you that you're not doing enough to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Is super discouraging. Yeah. And doesn't make, doesn't encourage you that you're doing right. well. But having someone just say like, you know. Like great straight yeah. leg, like fantastic form. That's encouraging, right. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's the case for anybody. Like right. you get proud faced. You're like, oh, absolutely thanks. right. It feels makes good. you really yeah. proud of yourself. Right. So those are the things that yeah. really incentivize. So that's really what made me stick through it. Absolutely. And then I could feel it working. So, right. so it's small. It's not. I'm not a runner. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a fan of running. So I'm, you know, walking I love, but running I just I just don't like. Yeah. So all the traditional like fitness things right. aren't my favorite things. So. But we've done it. We've we've, we've done, done it. 3Ks and we've 5Ks and and, yes. and and it's I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm like I I'm not a runner, yeah. but I feel 
when I, especially when I do it with somebody that I love, it's, mm-hmm. I feel a sense of accomplishment. Right. And maybe we don't we we don't collectively like run the whole thing, and that's fine. The fact mm-hmm. is, is that we we do what we can and we try, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's that's a very special that's a very special right. thing. And, and yeah, um, I. You know, before I, I use Peloton, all well, my listeners know that I love Peloton, and mm-hmm. and part of it is the very positive vibe and kind of the mm-hmm. sense of community. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me is just the options of what I could try. The fact mm-hmm. that if I wanted to start my ride at six oh three a.m., I could do it. If I wanted to try at six oh seven a.m., I could do it. If I wanted to try it at five fifty six a.m., I could do it. I could do a live class. I could do a recorded class. It's it, there are no excuses, but there's lots of options for me and what I want. The toughest part about me going to a class, and there's an incredible fitness studio down the street from our house, and I've been there for several years. And the instructors are incredible, incredible, and kind and smart. And I never had the issues that you face as far as negativity is very positive. What my issues were, were definitely around when I was having to work with partners. And that was really difficult because I always felt like I let them down mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with the instruction and nothing to do with the partners. It mm-hmm. was, it was a matter of saying, you know, they're trying to accomplish a task and they're accomplishing a task is going to then impact what I'm doing and then vice versa. Well, let's talk about a direct comparison. Well, exactly. Like you're yeah. Not, you're not level with someone right. and then you feel less than. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. You feel less than and then, and, and then, and also just not, not being able to step up. And I, you know, I, 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 I am in a different state of progression than other people. And I know it's going to take a long time. And some might say that, well, that's just going to encourage you to do more and work harder. And I think in some part that's true, but the reality is, is it's going to take me months, if not years to get up to that point. And I, and I Mm -hmm. felt like I just needed to go on a, in a different track and it worked for me. And again, it had nothing to do with the quality of the studio or the instructors or anything like that. Incredible experience, very positive. It's just, I knew that I needed to experience this in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what you and I are trying to express here is that this is a pro this is a a progress to figure out what, what works for us. Mm -hmm. The fact that you don't do Peloton and like, I don't do bar. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Now I've done bar class. I'll tell you for, for all the guys out there and women who have never done, it is hard. It, it works you. And I look forward to doing it again. I did it on your birthday this year and that was a very special experience mm-hmm. and you have a special milestone coming up. I think we're going to do something special for when that happens, but I'll tell you, it, it works you really hard and I have a lot of respect for you and, and everybody who participates in it. So, but the reality is, is that part of, part of what I'm trying to do at chasing the sun here is give people the autonomy and the freedom to be able to say, look, the way that we thought have thought about exercise for our lives is is different than what it needs to be. I grew up thinking if I couldn't do push-ups, if I couldn't run a mile, if I couldn't do crunches, I'm not an athlete. If I'm not an athlete, I'm not exercising. If I'm not exercising, I'm not sweating. If I'm not sweating, I'm not burning calories. If I'm not burning calories, I'm not losing weight. And because I couldn't do those things, I didn't care enough to do those things. That meant that I'm not an athlete. I can't exercise. I'm not setting up myself myself up for success. I'm going to say, what's screw. The point? What's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Mm-hmm. And it's it's it was just this mental block mm-hmm. until about ten years ago, 
Mm-hmm. And especially over the last few years, really thinking about and adjusting my relationship with exercise, what it means, mm-hmm. and thinking about ways to be able to to make time for it and prioritize it mm-hmm. from a mental standpoint because it's so important. Mm-hmm. I love that you and I go on walks several times a week. That's a very mm-hmm. special time. It's mm-hmm. we're we're both very sleepy, <laughs> but we choose to do this in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you can walk with coffee. We can walk with coffee. Mm-hmm. And after an hour or 45 minutes, we've burned two, 300 calories. Mm-hmm. We have checked something off the off our to-do list by 7 a.m. Gotten fresh air. Gotten fresh air. Mm-hmm. Gotten coffee. Mm-hmm. And we're able to start our day. Mm-hmm. Well, and one other thing that I found, and um, just, you know, so one more shout-out to exercise, <laughs> is I have, one thing that I have found about myself is that I am not enough motivation for myself to work out solo and motivate my and get my get my own butt out and do it myself. Yeah. So I know that about myself. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. Yeah. So I do better. So Colby, who you all will be hearing from Colby Reed. Soon, Colby Reed asked a question, you know, so what do you do for early morning workouts to prepare for early morning workouts? For me it was wake up, put my contacts in, have a sip of coffee get out the door into class where someone else will tell me what to do. Yeah. That is how I can exercise. Right. So what, or if I go on a walk, it's with a buddy because yeah. if it's up to or my husband or husband, if it's up to my <laughs> own devices, well, husband is buddy. So yeah, sure this is true. But if it's up to me, then I, I know that I'm not, I won't be able to motivate, motivate myself enough myself. Yeah. So if I can wake up and go, I can get in the door and go to class and have someone else tell me what to do. Because that's why gyms haven't worked for me. Because mm-hmm. I just I just know that I don't have that on my own. I it's, need I need I need help. I need someone to tell me what yeah, to do. It's self selective. People right. pay to be told what to do. Right. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I just want but to that, show up, and I I don't do workouts at home very well because yeah. I won't do it the same as if I'm there. Yeah. So going to a location and have having someone, especially in a group setting where there are other people there, we're struggling together, but individually. Yeah. So there's some camaraderie there. I'm not necessarily dependent upon anyone else, but. There's someone to walk me through the steps. Yeah. So I have an hour where I don't have to think about time. I don't have to think about reps. I don't have to think about X. I just mm-hmm. have to close my eyes and listen to someone tell me what to do. Right. And that works for me. And you can block out the rest of the world so, and think about yourself yeah. and so make for, time. For those people out there who don't like running on their own in the morning, I feel you and I hear you. Yeah. And going to a place where where you can show up and someone will tell you what to do for an hour yep. is so beneficial. And yep. especially if that, if those people encourage you and tell you what to do and you know, we can feel good about sometimes like, like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm not the thinnest person, but guess what? I can do these things better than you. Yeah. I've, Cause there's a little, com, you know, competition well, well, there. Of but, course, but you're but, competing against yourself more right, than anything else. You right. want to improve yourself right. and you want to, you take mm-hmm. a lot of pride and, just mm-hmm. the fact that you're showing up and doing it is a, is right. a, it's a huge message of the show. Showing up is a huge, huge part, part of it. it. It's just a, showing up, man. It's a big thing that Peloton talks about. It's a lot of things that I talk about. Just just doing it in the first place is a sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And by a sense of accomplishment, accomplishment I, I feel like it gives you a sense of conf- a confidence. Yeah. I live in a world, and you live in a world, and you're in HRM and PR, where you are constantly in this world of... Un- uncertainty as far as your your schedule, your calendar, your life is always up in the air. 
you think you have an idea of what's going on, and then all of a sudden, your day becomes screwed. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to do what you can to be able to control what you can and owning that and really acknowledging that is a key part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that takes us to the next part of our discussion, which is about food. Okay. One other thing I want to say before I move to food. Yes. Shout out to the early morning risers. I'm not a morning person. If anyone knows my parents, they can attest to this. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. I've become more of a morning person. You've become a very good morning person. Because of not being able to control your schedule, mornings work best. Yes. So I go to my 6 a.m. class because I know right. that my day is going to be screwed yep. as soon as I show up. Yep. So I can I'll be like, oh, I'm going to leave at 4.30 to get to 5.30 class. Yep. It's not going to happen. Yep. Oh, I'll try and work out at noon. Right. I'll go to a class at noon. It's not going to happen. No. So if I don't go in the morning, I know that's going to be tough for me to fit it in the rest of the Absolutely. day. Because as soon as I get in, then whatever I had planned right. for the day is just wiped off the slate. So, yep. so even if you, so for those of you listening who don't think you're an early morning person, I feel you and I hear you. All you have to do is get out the door and get somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's half. As long as, as soon as you're out the door, you're already making it happen. Yeah. So that's just what I found as far as scheduling is I can control the mornings. I can't control yeah. the rest of the day. It's a huge mental decision. It's a big thing that I coach people on is what's your plan B. So mm-hmm. you're prepared for that five thirty yoga class. You're prepared for that happy hour and you know, going in cause you're trying to be good. You're going to have that glass of wine and the slider and a couple things of salami or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And you say, yeah, that's your plan going in. You know you're getting ready for that either that 5.30 workout or that happy hour and you're going to eat well and be good. And then all of a sudden that client request comes in at 4.45. I need that coverage report. Mm-hmm. Or we have this crisis going on. We need to send out a media alert. We need to, we, we have this big social media crisis. Whatever is going on and that can screw up your next hour, three hours, eight hours, overnight, whatever. What's your plan B? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And you're absolutely right, Christine. If you, if you, if you prioritize it in the morning, and you, and you check that off the box, it helps set you up for success the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And I understand I'm talking to people who aren't morning people. I, I think that's kind of BS. It's, it's kind of like you can become a morning person if, if you want to. It's, it's, it's a real, it's a real, I, I, it's a real you have I, been a morning person since I, you I, were I, I know, but I, I have it's a been, real struggle. I think. I, I, I have it's compassion a mental, for morning people. It's a it's a mental thing for me. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's about a choice, uh, but I I get it. Perhaps it's just how I've lived. It is a choice, and it is. It doesn't mean you have to like it, no. but you can condition yourself. Mornings are lovely. Mornings but, are lovely, but it's just getting out of bed and getting outside. Yeah, it's getting out of the bed yeah. and out. And outside. I will say, and I'm veering off of the food topic. No, 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 no. We'll get back to it soon. But one thing that I think is really interesting, especially for those of us in the professional services industry, too, is we were talking with a friend of ours the other day, a while back, and she manages a team, and she has she's set an expectation where she leaves at four thirty. Yeah. So she can get to her gym yep. for a class at 530. Yep. And that is a standing expectation. Yep. And she has set parameters in place. Her team is empowered and they are encouraged. Yep. And they know that they have that they have autonomy. And yep. so, she, but they know that that is a need of hers. And she's set up the mechanics of their world yep. to work around that. Yep. So. She set it up so she's like, I have to leave at 4.30, and she's able to do it because right. they plan for it. Yep. Her team respects it because yep. they respect her. And 
she knows that she doesn't physically have to be present. I mean, you know, a little other yeah. things, but um, but that she has a team she can trust to handle things, yeah. and therefore she can take that part of her life that's yeah. important to her to make it happen. Yeah, so right. And that is, I think, such an important thing, and you talk about this all the time, about scheduling and setting your team and yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely right. So, like, I know that I, you know, if I am doing my classes, I can't get in at 7 o'clock because they end at 7 o'clock. Right. Know, I'm sure, so I come home and blah, blah, blah. But I know that I have, if there's ever a time where I need to schedule time off, whether it's for mental health or, you know, time off or whatever, then I know that I have a team that is set up to backfill me. So the world does not live and die with me. Right. So if I am not there, there's a plan in place so that I can live my life and have some balance there if I need it. I can go to class in the morning. I can get in at 8.30 if I have to because I know that things are happening. Yeah. And I know that the world is not dependent upon me missing putting my life aside right. and getting in here because I have people who who can balance that for me. Absolutely. And therefore I balance that for them. Yeah. So I think that was such an interesting story that You'll have to have her on. I won't say her name so you can have her no, on. No, we are going to have this mystery guest in a this future episode. Guest. This mystery guest is confirmed. But, and mm-hmm. they and she will mm-hmm. she will talk yeah. about that and and talk about yeah. the role that, that she plays and I and totally stole her thunder. No, 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 no. This is a good this is a good mm-hmm. a good um what do they call it? Kind of a teaser? Teaser sure. We'll call it a <laughs> teaser. Uh let's a little talk, bit of a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Sorry. Let's talk about food. Okay. Food is really 90% of how much we have evolved uh, from, a, from a health standpoint. Sure. This is what I, when I talk to clients, it is, it, is, it is 10% exercise in the choices that you make and feeling accomplished, but it's really 90% the choices that you make in food. I genuinely believe that. When I lost 100 pounds, yes, I worked out, but you know this. I used to eat a 500 calorie scone. I used to drink a 500 calorie mocha. I cut back. I drank green tea. I, I ate a, a spinach feta wrap. I cut back my caloric intake by 70% at breakfast when I started my path. Mm-hmm. And I applied that throughout. Mm-hmm. And yes, working out is great. And I think it was, it was really helpful. And I'm glad to be able to continue that. It's math, man. It's math. And math is can be intimidating, but it's the reality. It's science. It's how our bodies operate. And um, I don't want to teach math. I don't want to teach counting calories and stuff like that. I, but at the same time, I want to talk about. I want to work with clients on how to, on how to really think about what they're eating and and what are some things you can do to trade trade that in. Well, it's and a balance, right? It is. I mean, you don't have to weigh every ounce of food. I mean, right. unless that works for right. So whatever and, and works if, for you. And if you, know. you and if you have a and you have a specific diet that you need to do, and you have a, do, a, a doctor and a nutritionist that needs to subscribe that for you, absolutely need to go on that. I I cannot give meal plans. I will never give meal plans or anything like that. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think it's a balance mm-hmm. and. And the math isn't that hard. It's not. I'm not. Granted, I'm not a math person. Yes, you are. I do not have a. I'm a math person in spreadsheets. I'm not a math person in my head. <laughs> That's pretty advanced. Let's though. let's be honest. Well, I need you are I, the you are the Excel like well, expert. I need in the to family. Do very simple math. Um, talk to my seventh grade algebra teacher. But, um, <laughs> but it's not. It's 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 a very simple idea. So right. So it's like you know. 
So what are you getting in? What are you getting yeah. out? So it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so complicated, right? And no. I think it's kind of where you're going. Where yeah. It doesn't have to be so hard. No. It doesn't have to be so hard. No. It may be hard at first to change big habits, right? Yeah. So if you're having, you know, two drinks a night and you're having huge meals during the day, yes, it's hard to scale back from that because you're hungry, man. You know, so that's, there's a real, there's, yeah. a, there is a real hardship in trying to scale back from yeah. where you were before, yeah. but it doesn't have to be so complicated. Right. No. And it doesn't have to be so rigid or, and this is what we've, we were talking about this tonight. Yes. It doesn't have to be so Spartan that you, and you talk about this all the time. If you go so Spartan that it's unsustainable. Yeah. It's not going to be. You know, that you need a cheat day. Yeah. That doesn't work. Instead of having a cheat day, just give yourself a little grace. Just chill all the days and you're good. And you know, make small increments instead of holding yourself to this unrealistic expectation and then cheating on Sundays right. or whatever. So just, you know, so give yourself a little grace. Yeah. And, you know, so we talk about this all the time. Yep. Where, you know, we will go out and we'll split a burger and fries. Absolutely. And we'll have a couple beers. Yeah. But, and even though we're not necessarily jotting down our total calories. Right. Or putting everything in my fitness pack. Right. We used to. Nothing so wrong I with think, my I fitness. There's helped, nothing wrong with it. But I think that helped to kind of set our general yes. understanding of right. what things cost yeah. from a calorie standpoint. But um, It's we, interesting because it, I, I think our society has got to a point where we, are, we, are, we order a meal and we get a meal. And we think that that meal... For whatever reason, we are supposed to eat that meal, that entire meal. We used to, my understanding before I became an adult or teenager, the meals that we were given were much smaller. Well, yeah. And and just easier to consume. And then when you couple that with the fact that people used to move a lot more needed to. But for whatever reason, the food got cheaper to produce and make and make available. And, oh and Lord, more meals com- are huge. huge. Supersizing and everything. Mm-hmm. And we see this in front of us and we think a couple things. One, we want it. But it's almost the idea that saying... This meal is for us. We are supposed to eat this. Clear plate. Clear plate. plate. Because we trust the restaurants or we trust wherever we're getting from that when we have the serving, the serving is for us and exclusively us and that we should be able to eat this and eat it health. health. So the idea of eating a full burger and fries used to be a thing that you and I subscribe to. Yeah. Because it it seemed appropriate, yeah, and we were hungry. Red Robin fries. A, oh, Good grief! There's nothing I do love. I do love Red Robin <laughs> fries. I do love. Oh, it takes me back to high school. But and and strawberry lemonade. Which, by the way, they used to blend. I think I've told you this. They used to blend the strawberry lemonade. We could get it blended or not blended. Can you do that now? Can you request that? We probably can. It's probably been like 15 years, but and next time we'll Those go to Red Robin. darn we'll, strawberries will get stuck in your straw, man. Well, I know, and that's why I got frustrated with them. So struggle, that, is, struggle is real, Red Robin. Oh, we, struggle is real. We're going to have to have a talk. Um, but you and I have gotten to a point where we'll get a take-and-bake pizza down the street. 
Papa Murphy's. We'll, we'll, we'll name it. We'll name it. We'll go. We'll, we'll bring it back. Hometown. 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 So it used to be. So think about this for our listeners. Think about the progression. Mm-hmm. We used to have what was called a cowboy pizza. It used to be pepperoni, sausage, uh, olives on regular crust. Mm. It had peppers on it. It had peppers, right? <laughs> <laughs> large, extra large. Yeah. We might split that, or maybe we have would, three we quarters would split of it. it and we eat might, it, we might, we might split. Two of us, yeah. Now we're at a point where we have a thin crust veggie pizza, mm-hmm. also large but thinner crust, mm-hmm. less flour, right? Mm-hmm. So fewer calories on the crust. Mm-hmm. We're not having uh, as heavy caloric meats. Less, a little bit less saturated fat. Mm-hmm. But the big thing that you and I have done is we've gotten to a part where we're not even like we're not splitting that smaller pizza. Mm-hmm. We're we're eating maybe three quarters of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're together. We're having a third of uh, three or quarters of that. Yeah, and we're able to save the rest for for later. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I are still around. We have not we we've, we've not died right. of starvation. And we are. We're still eating Papa Murphy's pizza. And we're still eating pizza. We're not... And we're perfectly satisfied. We have never restricted what to eat. Right. We have never said we are not going to eat. Now, again, if you can't have gluten, if you have a particular diet, you need to you need to listen to your doctor and nutritionist. But I never said I'm not going to have carbs. I'm fortunate, knock on wood, I don't have any food allergies, mm-hmm. allergies and neither do you really. So we still have Chinese food. We make... Persian rice, we make lasagna, spaghetti, pizza. Mm-hmm. We're very fortunate we don't have any allergies and we're able to do that. But we also just frankly consume a lot less than we used to because we realize that we're satisfied and that's enough. Yeah. And so in context of that, so when I, um, so my girlfriends and I, when we were, this is the early aughts. Early aughts. Early aughts. Um, when Atkins was a thing, oh, I remember let's, that. Let's just embrace that keto is really Atkins. Is that, is just that kind of? Is that kind of? I don't know. That's what I feel. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So if you enjoy keto, then you know Atkins was a thing where we had like a lot of cloud bread. We did, had, you, did they have cloud bread back then? I remember cloud bread, but we had low carb everything where we would eat meat and cheese all the time. And you know what? God love them. It freaking worked. I guess man. it worked. It works. I lost so much weight. That's probably the thinnest I've been since high school. How did what you is, feel, though? I was tired. I mean, for those of you who are doing keto or some version of Atkins, ketosis is real. You get super cranky, and at least for the first week. And um, you can only have clear alcohol, not dark alcohol. <laughs> Strawberries are high in carbs. Um, white grapes aren't as bad as red grapes. Oh my gosh! I mean, we had books and all these things. How do and, you live your life with like but books? It was, and, like, but it's it's not. It didn't feel sustainable. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because it didn't stick, and also because all you're eating is meat and cheese, which is great for your heart. Um, so it was. I mean, it works. It. I mean, it worked, but you know, it didn't. It didn't keep. It wasn't, right. it didn't, wasn't something that I could sustain for right. a period of time. And I also knew that being the, you know, if I was going out with people having like, I'll have a water and a house salad with no dressing was not going to fly because that's What's wrong not. With that? What's wrong with a house salad? Nothing's wrong with a house salad. <laughs> for those of you who do that, God love you. But I knew for myself okay. that was never be something that I could sustain. No, I know. So, you know, so 
you find what works for you and also manage what is realistic. So if I really wanted to be a size two, sure. There's tons of things I could do to get there. Do I want to? No. Yeah. No, I don't want to make those sacrifices. Want you, I don't want you to either. That's not going to better my life. No, you're going to be miserable. That's not going to better my life. Yeah, it's not going to better your life. And what's the point? Yeah. Just to say that I did it? No. Or just to say that I fit into whatever? Yeah. That's not, that's not, that doesn't yeah. feel good. I want to go and have a, have wine with my girlfriends yeah. and go out and have you know a burger and a couple yeah. beers with my husband. Like yeah. That's, that yeah. is real enjoyable life Absolutely. to me. So I don't want to restrict myself to the point where that's all right. I focus on. And yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is for me is with, and again, there's the health piece and there's a the wellness piece, right? So we were talking about this earlier is what betters my life. So there's the getting healthy so I can extend my life. That's a real thing. Yes. There's getting healthier so I can live my life better. That's yes. a real thing. I don't necessarily feel it's not worth it to me to, make the sacrifices to get to looking like this or, you know, or having this outward appearance necessarily. Cause that's, you know, just whatever, but being well overall. So being able to enjoy my time with my friends and yeah. have a few drinks with my friends or us going out yeah. a couple times during the week and being able to do that. Um, you know, being, you know, one other thing that we don't talk about is, you know, I, I buy my lunch at work every day, so I don't meal plan. Yeah. I'm sure I could. And I'm sh- there's tons of benefits to that. So those of you who do, God love you. Cause that is, <laughs> I, I mean, since I was little, you know, bringing my lunch to school or whatever, just has never been a, su- a success factor for me. So, but there's something about for me that I enjoy about buying lunch because it forces me out of the office. Yep. It forces me to get away from my desk. That yep. forces me out. Yep. So, cause microwaving my lunch and sitting in a break room just has zero appeal to me. So, and sometimes I might go out, buy lunch and go sit back at my desk and do work, but at least I got out for a hot second. That's what's important. And that's what forces you to do it. And that forces me to do it. And you know, so those lunches might be healthy. Sometimes they might not be healthy. Sure. Sometimes you make decisions that aren't, that feel great in the moment. And then an hour later, you know, you're feeling like you're falling asleep at your desk. But, um, but for for me, I found that it's more about the big picture and not just one aspect of it. So it's not only I'm going to do all these things because I want to lose 50 pounds. So my whole life is going to be centered around losing 50 pounds. My whole life. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm yeah. not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Because that's what it always feels like. Is I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. And you can't control that. Right. You can't control that you you're going to lose 50 it. pounds. Or if you do, then you're disregarding other parts yeah. of your life that are still important. Yeah. It's so what is realistic and what do you, what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. So do more of that. Even if that means that, you know, I may be a size 12 or 14 forever. A, I feel stronger than I have for a long yeah. time because I'm still physically active. I'm still yeah. doing the things that are keeping my body strong. Yeah. But I'm also making sure that I'm taking care of my emotional health and making sure that we were talking about this. I'm trying to get outside. So, you know, being fit or healthy or if only focusing on food and only first focusing on, on exercise is just two parts of a bigger picture. Absolutely. So, for you know, we were talking about this earlier, like working in an office. If you're working in an office, how often have you heard someone say, I wish these windows opened? <laughs> we could get some fresh air in here so go out and get some fresh air that is a real need of yours 
go out and put your face in the sun for right. 15 minutes. That's vitamin D. Absolutely. Wear your sunscreen moisturizer so yes. you don't do anything. But but also companies should think about that. There's studies out there saying like, like employees that. want want good air. Right. That's a big deal. So Sometimes it's easier said yeah. than done. But right. But we have to make. They don't want ping pong tables. We, they don't want video games. No. They want clean air. We don't want to. They don't stay care about in the free pretzels. Than we have to. Right. So those are all those are all traps to keep you in the office, guys. Um, <laughs> so get outside. Go for even if it's pouring down rain or in the middle of winter or whatever. Get outside. Breathe real air. Take a walk. Get out away from your computer, away from your desk. Even if it's um, standing for waiting for the light rail to come and pick you up, and just take a few deep breaths, and just you know get some real air. Yeah. Get away from your desk. That is also real wellness too, which Absolutely. is so hard to do, even if it's just for 10 minutes. I mean, there have been times where I've literally walked out of the office just to stand in the sun and take deep breaths for five minutes. Also, because I, I don't know if this is a girl thing or not, but offices can get freezing cold in the summer. Uh, so it can be 95 yeah. degrees outside and I'm freezing. I just yeah, go outside and just sit in the sun. Yeah. For five minutes and, and you put my face in the sun and take a few deep breaths and get away and then you can come back and reset. And you've never for a second felt guilty about doing oh, that. Oh, Lord, no. No. That's the thing. People mm-hmm. need to stop feeling guilty no. about that. No. Or take a coworker with you. Take a coworker. Go on a walk. Yeah. And do a meeting outside of the office. I take my team all the time. I'm like, you guys, I need a coffee. Can we go get a coffee and just walk outside? And we're all like, yes. So then we walk around the block. We get a coffee. We go back to work. Yeah. But... And you accomplish something. You have a discussion about something, I'm sure. Or or you just bond. Right. It can be for a purpose. It doesn't have to. And it's not like, okay, you know, oh, my watch told me to stand up. I better. I mean, that's a piece of it. It's not like you're checking something off the agenda, but it just makes you feel better. Absolutely. It just makes you feel better. And it makes you better at your job. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Real error, man. Uh, Real error. So talking to your, you know, to your people, all these, you know, your office people. Speaking to the office people as your HR person, you have permission to go outside. Here, so here. If you don't have permission to go outside, then look for another job. Look for another job. <laughs> here, here. Well, mm-hmm. my dear, this has been an incredible conversation. It's been very special. We've talked about exercise and food and air and everything mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts for you? So we talked about this earlier. Mm. I have three takeaways. Okay. To make your life better. Yes. These are these are hot Muhammad tips. Oh my gosh. We love a good Muhammad tip. A good Muhammad tip. Number one, get outside. Get outside. So for those of you working in offices or working in your home or wherever, get outside for a few minutes and breathe real air. Unless you're in Minnesota and it's January and it's you know 10 what? below. Then go and stand outside and bundle up and take some freezing cold breaths of air yeah okay you know, still so important my friends and family in minnesota just yeah, yeah do that still important <laughs> air is still important even if it's cold <laughs> they'll get right around yeah. to that. uh number two which we've talked about is find some good music that yes. you enjoy that makes you feel good yes so yeah so if you're listening to this tell us what your top five even top five of today not even because it changes every day what music inspires you or yeah. makes you feel good or makes yeah. you feel better. Yeah. Um, cause that's re- put it, you know, listen to it in your headphones or play it in your office yeah. or on the commute or yeah. whatever. So find some good tunes that make you feel really good. And, um, you know, I think number three is 
surround yourself with people or find people who make you feel valued and heard. Yeah. You may not be able to find that at work, but that's a huge mental health thing that yeah. we're all looking for is to be heard and valued and yeah. um, and understood. Yeah. And so if you don't feel that at work, then find someone in your life who makes you feel that way yeah. and call on them when you need to during yeah. the day because that is just as important as physical exercise or eating right is yeah. making people make you feel good about yourself and yeah. like you're on a good path and that you're... Yeah you're right for the world or whatever. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. We talk about how toxic quote unquote social media is. The reality is, is that it's toxic if you choose to be, mm-hmm. if you choose it to be, and if you're in a places where it's toxic. But I think one of the incredible benefits and we're talking about here in the community is places where people do lift you up. You can go to when you are feeling down and through Pure Bar, through Peloton, through wherever, there are people who are going to be like you, who think like you, who need you. Mm-hmm. who rely on you mm-hmm. and vice versa. And between that, that's all you need. You don't need the 98% of the, tox- the, the toxic nature. Right. You pick what you need and you thrive on that and you grow. Mm-hmm. And I realize that's sometimes easier said than done, but there are a lot of groups and, and people out there that, that want to think positive and I don't mean this in a cheesy way, hmm. but we we need this. We we need encouragement. We need opportunities to identify people in groups that give us the 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 opportunity to grow and to learn and to see examples of of success and thrive. And I think today more than ever, as challenging as it is to be in an environment where we're in a toxic social media environment. There is a sliver, mm-hmm. and I'll say it's much bigger than a sliver, right. but there is a, a group for everybody. And mm-hmm. I think that is where you're going with this, yeah. and, it's, and it's find it, embrace it, yeah. and hold on to it, and forget about everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, notice how all the negative stuff are sponsor posts or news posts and all the happy, positive things are people that are actual people who are posting actual things. Absolutely. Like happy vacations or happy things. So engage with real people on social media because they, everyone there has positive things to say. All the negative stuff is usually news or sponsored or whatever companies you're, or whatever, but all the real people are saying good things. Concur. Yeah. Concur. Yeah. Ask for posts like give me your top five favorite whatnots and people respond to you. It's so Absolutely. It's super fun. I agree. It's super fun. Anything okay. else? Mm. No. I would say my biggest thing is just give yourself a little grace. Give yourself grace. Take a breath. Yeah. Give yourself a little grace. Yeah. It's never as bad as we think it is. It's never as perfect as we think it is. But yeah. give yourself just take a breath. Simplify. And give yourself a little grace. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. It's okay. Absolutely. It's world-class advice. Mm. Christine, my love, mm. thank you. Thank you for being in my life. Mm. Thank you for helping me chase the sun. Thank I you for helping you, me launch this. Mm. Launch this. I love you, too. Mm. And uh, let's keep going. Let's All right? Thank All you right. for your time. Thanks, honey. All right. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Chasing the Sun. I am here for you, the communicator, marketer, or public relations professional who want to learn about how to incorporate health and wellness into your life, reduce stress, and grow in your career. 
Sign up for my free ebook, schedule a discovery call, reach me at chasingthesunpdx.com, email me at mark at chasingthesunpdx.com, or find me on Instagram or Twitter at markmo, M-A-R-K-M-O-H. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day, and let's chase the sun.